And welcome to the Mommy and Me podcast. If you are already part of the family, hey. And if you are here for the first time, welcome to the family. This is a little podcast with my mom and I where we chat all things purpose, power and principles. And today we are getting into... I think we're getting into purpose. I think I think that's where this really lies. But I mean, they all kind of link because when we discover our purpose, we're able to walk in that power and we sustain what we've gained in terms of power through the principles that never change by virtue of them being principles, right? So I think today we really want to talk about the purpose from the perspective of being an African right and specifically looking at it from where we are in society and in the age that we are now i think there's really a need for us to be unified in our understanding yes of who we are and i mean recently there was that that conference with all the african leaders and some of the eu leaders i forgot what the the actual event was called but I, for me, that was a big takeout from that conference is that Africa is really in a point where we're starting to see more than ever that in order for us to progress, we really need to band together because we've all been oppressed by colonialism and other regimes over the years. So we all are kind of living a similar experience in terms of the post-colonial state of our economies, of our political environments, of our social environments. So, you know, there's power in numbers. And if we want to take back what was ours, what was always ours, then we need to be able to come together. And I think that to a large extent starts with our mindsets. We need to be able to unify our perception of ourselves right? We need to be able to understand and see what actually binds us together, what connects us so that we can find that, that common ground and be able to move forward as a, as a unified people. And I think, you know, in other podcast episodes, we've spoken about how as African people, in fact, as people in general, but I think Speaking from an Af African perspective, we've always been very good at identifying the spiritual spiritual identities. And the truth of the matter in terms of the principle of it all is that everything starts at the spirit level and then it manifests in the physical because we are spirits before we are physical earthly people, right? So I think as Africans, we've always been able to really identify with that spiritual connection, with that spiritual power that lies within us, right? And for me, the way that I see colonialism really impacting African people is in how they were able to break our spirits. I feel like that is that is where, that's where they started because it was so evident that the power of these people is so deeply rooted in their spiritual backing. And so to break these people or at least to manipulate them into being under our authority, we need to break their spirits, right? And with the spiritual, 
a lot of what happens in the spirit can be linked to the things that we say. You know, if we reference, if we go back to the Bible, God spoke, God said, let there be light. And there was light. You know, the word, the words that come out of our mouths, because we are made in the image of God, are as powerful as God saying, let there be light and there is light. Let there be, you know, separate the earth from the water. And that is what happens, right? So because we have that same power, our words are that are that important and and are that powerful. And so one of the things that, you know, mom and I have discussed, and if you know me, you already know that I have, both of us have made a decision in our lives to take out the word black as a reference to race, right? So for us, Mom and I, and there are lots of people that have kind of come into this revelation all around the world. But basically the idea, the concept is that black is a color, right? And if you look at relative politics and what relative politics teaches, it basically goes into, and I, I studied this in varsity. So, you know, I've gone into this in depth. It basically teaches that how, how politics uses relativity to define certain things and how black as a reference to race and how white as a reference to race was constructed for a deeper purpose than just to identify someone's skin color right that was a psychological it has a, it had a psychological intent intention right to compare in fact it's called comparative politics not not relative politics it's called comparative politics right sorry mom yes you're saying something you can no, interject no, no absolutely i'm listening i okay. like it it makes sense i love it you you're bringing in some nice theoretical mm. framework mm. before we go into the emotional stuff yes. before we get emotional yeah mm. because we we will get emotional <laughs> <laughs> like we always do. like we always do literally comparative so, comparative politics so the intention was to create a paradigm right, where you're looking at race as a literally black and white, right? So we use black and white in, in lots of ways. There's lots of that. That's a phrase that you use. And it's either this or it's that. It cannot be the same. Mm. Do you understand? Mm. So that is what they, that, that, that is the mentality that was manufactured to control people's psychological understanding of the difference between a white inverted commas white person and inverted commas black person pink right? and brown pink and so we say pink and brown because if it's about the skin tone yeah. then that's what my it's skin tone up. is that is mm -hmm. that's the that's more literal that's more accurate in terms of defining race Okay, so I won't go into too much into why. Maybe we can do another episode on the comparative politics of that. Why, why was it important to make a differentiation between white and black and say, okay, this group of people is black, which, by the way, is associated, as everyone knows, with everything negative. Everything negative. Mm -hmm. And white is associated with positivity. Everything positive. So obviously for the white person that needed to happen for them to be able to be superior to prove that we're not the same mm. and not only are we not the same mm. but you are bad 
I really love the way you've started this, Kumbuza, because I think the why is always very important for mm. people to understand that there was intentionality in it. Mm. So it wasn't a construct that was just a by the way. Mm. It was actually constructed mm. and thought about and put into place to achieve a certain end, mm. which it has achieved very well. Yeah. And that end is in all the spheres of our lives. You know, it's in the spirit. It's in our souls. In other words, our minds, our subconscious mind, and so on. And eventually it manifests in our natural. Mm. So I just love the way you've spoken about this comparative politics and that these were paradigms. So there were ideologies mm. and they were created and they were not always like that. Yeah. So it's very good to go back into history and say, you know, people were not always called black and white. Yeah. You know, I always find it interesting, Oguti, apparently when it started, you know, I can't remember which century it was, but apparently the so-called white people were the first to be opposed to it because they said, why are you calling me white? I'm not even white. Mm. Literally, mm. you know, the, the, Euro the Europeans were saying, I'm just French. I'm right. just Dutch. And you can see where that would have come from. After they travel and they come to Africa and they realize what's going on here and they realize that there's resources and they realize that they need to conquer these people. There were voyages that went back home to tell them, okay, we found this. We found these people to describe these people. There were letters that they would send from Africa back home to say, okay, this is what's happening on this, on this conquest that they're on. Right. Correct. And so when they come back and now that's they when they're saying they, they've strategized. How are we going to break these people? Exactly. Then they go back and they say, then they start using those terms like black and white. Correct. So you understand where and why the Europeans would have been, wait, what? Yeah. Where's this white thing coming so, from and, now? And they were not even, so I think it's important to know that there's the people who construct and there's the people that just are, and you know, those are the people that are asking. In other words, the majority of the people out there in the street. So sometimes when we deal with this thing, people take it personally, everybody. Whereas it's not even like we are accusing the general pink person in the street because they were not the constructors mm. of the term. They mm. just were born into it. Mm. And But we that is why I'm saying that the original general people were also confused, not about black people like we are now, but about the whiteness. Mm. Like, why are you calling me white? I'm not even white. Why white? Yeah. You know, so it, it was a thing that yeah. was constructed. Mm. So then the question becomes, why was it constructed? Which then brings us to where we are now at today about then why we are rejecting it because we now understand the intent, the intentionality in mm. constructing it mm. as a construct, as an ideology, as a paradigm and what it has manifested. Yeah. And if we want to reverse what it has manifested, then we do need to chat about it and go back and not just be like, oh, don't use it. You need to know why not to use it. So, oh, it is, it is quite a deep topic in that I've, I've run into so many people that just really, it's, on both sides, both the brown and the pink side, where people don't want to create mental change. You know, it's like just too much to even begin to address it and so on and so forth. And I think often it's because they don't know why. So if you think about it, Kumbuza, as you were saying, black is associated with everything negative. It's mm. black male. It's black magic. It's the black, the black sheep of the family. Of the family. It's negative mm. deliberately. There's nothing wrong with the color black. And then everything white is associated with purity. Peace. And peace. The and dove. light. Yeah. And everything positive. Clean. Clean. Mm. You see. So 
you know, the same way I said to you earlier on, the same way as we don't use derogatory terms to call our children. They say, don't call your child stupid mm. because they will follow that. Yeah. So effectively what has happened with these ideologies, they have been very important contributors to the state of affairs that we see in the world where the so-called black person is at the bottom of the pile. In every country. In everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And how we are treated and, and how people were then able to propagate their oppressive regimes mm. on the back of these black and these white. And it doesn't just work on the oppressor, it works on our mind where we have now adopted it. Mm. And, you know, one of the things, for example, in South Africa, we didn't used to call ourselves Mm. for example, going mm. back to Zulu. Mm. And uh, even when somebody is... And Sundu means brown for yes. translation. And and even when somebody is a deeper tone mm. of brown, of Ubansundu, you know, on police file, I don't know Yeah, blue. In, blue, like navy. Yeah. You know, implying that they are not on the yellow bone side, they are more on the deeper shade of brown yeah, side. Yeah. But we never called ourselves black. Yeah. Because in the Nyama was a, so it's Nyama. Yeah. You know, we know what is nyama in to keep nyama. That we the darkness. Had. No, you're you in other words, when you've got a mabadi, you've mm. got in it's like bad luck. Yeah, yeah. So when you go to a healer sure. and you say, I've been having bad luck, I need to be cleansed, cities keep his nyama. Yeah. So there's no ways we were calling ourselves this abandabam nyama. Yeah. Because we knew guti uba umunto nyama, umunto nyama, in other words. Yeah. But it's amazing how much we've adopted it. Yeah. And we've then began to live out mm. the works of darkness, therefore. And it's the kingdom of darkness. So mm. we're going to now go up into the spiritual, yeah? Yeah. I was just going to say that, you know, when we talk about how words influence a mindset, as you're talking, I'm just thinking about how, like, there are so many pink people who really have good hearts, right? Mm. that don't want to be perpetuators of negativity in any way. They mm. don't want to be perpetuators of discrimination. Mm. But for some reason, it's like they can't help themselves in certain situations, right? Mm. And I wonder if this black, the, mm. these people are black, mm. plays a, an, a subconscious um, pattern mm. or it plays a subconscious role mm. in them not being able to come out of those to, to come out of that position of oppressing or seeing black people as less than or, you know, totally. discriminating even in, in microaggressions. Because totally. if, if these pink people were able to look at brown people as, oh, they're African, never black. Mm. It was, let's just say mm. it, was never, it was never black. They just mm. see them as African. Mm. Then it just becomes a, a, a geography thing. So why would you then be snacks in any way to someone that's just because they're from Africa or just because they're from wherever else? Do you okay. know what I mean? I do. So we said words can oppress your mind. Yeah. yeah. So we are equally oppressed. That's the yeah. other part. And yeah. today I'm hoping we are going to stay with the message to the brown people because the message to the pink people is an episode on its own because yeah. we are equally oppressed. Mm. We are all oppressed. Yeah. So we need to be liberated from the oppression of, of both the words, ourselves, seeing ourselves as black, 
and seeing them as white because mm. it create it's created an an impression and in an ideology our minds in our well. minds. But similarly to them, yeah. they have to be set free from seeing themselves as white and us as black. Mm. So it's Miles Monroe who speaks about the children of Israel coming out of Egypt. And he says the children of Israel had to be liberated out of Egypt to see themselves for what they really were and not slaves. Mm. But the oppressor in Egypt needed to be liberated from seeing the Egyptians as less than mm. because they saw them as less than mm. and saw them as their slaves. That is why after letting them go, they then went after them because they realized, hey, well, our slaves are gone. How are we going to, how is our economy? We can't turn ourselves into, we can't like. Yes, how is our so, economy going to work? Yeah, because yeah. these were our workers. Mm. And then that's when they went after them to try and put them back where they were used to them being. And that's when God drowned them in the Red Sea. Yeah. So you also need to be liberated to see the other person as an equal. Yeah. So you need to, the, the, the black person needs to be liberated from this oppression mm. of seeing yourself as black, but then the pink person needs to be liberated from the oppression of seeing the other one as, as black and therefore lesser than not. And, and we need to understand that just as much as we've been oppressed in it, it's not our own doing. It's because of, you know, this perpetuated ideology, them too. So we mustn't also, we must also give them the grace, mm. but they must be also willing to mm. work on it, just like we're working on it, mm. to see Uguti, it might have created a mindset. You know, I was listening to an interview um, by one of the politicians in South Africa, and he was saying he was in jail once, and he saw a young white boy in the line. He was serving at the tuck shop. And he says, immediately I was like, and and the guy is a person of color, mixed mm -hmm. race. Mm -hmm. And he says, I was like, hey, bo, what's this little white? And, and he, he says he got this passion for him. And he says, just wait here. I gave him some whatever, some goodies and said, just wait here. And wanted to like deal with him. Like, what brings you to prison? Blah, blah, blah. He says, he then a penny dropped to say, hey, bo, I see brown ones coming all the time that are just at 12 like him. Why don't I have the same, huh? you know, the same way as you see when you see a pink beggar. You're like, mm. hey, bo, Kwanzaqalan. You know, yeah, type thing. Yeah. Because that is the damage that has mm. happened. And yet when you see a brown one, it's like, ah, you know, this is us. It doesn't have the same impact in your heart. Mm. So we do all need to be liberated mm. and set free from the bondage that has been created by this ideology of black and white. Mm. And there is no one who's black. I always say my hair is black. I'm not black. Mm. And you know, Kumbuza, to segue into another area, the fact that it should be more geography defined rather than color defined and why therefore going into color, which doesn't even exist, was an intentional ideology to oppress and, and achieve a certain very derogatory outcome. So why is it that, for example, Indian people, mm -hmm from India, they are called Indian because originally from India, mm. can be a deeper brown than me, but they're never called black. Mm. They're not black. Why? Mm. And I have come to really understand that part of this color coding of people was because a certain group, as you were mentioning earlier, needed to detach us from our so-called appointed real estate because if you read in Acts, it says all people, all man was, as in mankind, mm -hmm. was created from one blood. In mm -hmm. other words, from one person. Adam. 
Yes. And then it says, but they were all created for a certain time, a place and a season. In other words, God allocated us into certain even places as in real estate on the earth. Mm. So if you are Indian of Indian descent, you can be South African, but you're of Indian descent because you were allocated that piece of land on planet earth. Mm. But I believe that as part of the mission to detach us from so-called Africa as as a piece of real estate that was allocated to us. As part of the mission to take yes, Africa. Correct. Part of the colonization yeah. m- mission. We were then called black mm. and we accepted it and started calling us black, ourselves black. Mm. But now we don't have a piece of real estate and it it goes into the land issue. Uguti, it was it was taking the land from us. Yeah. What is interesting is that then a different group of people started calling themselves African, Africana. Mm. African equals Africana. Mm. Literally took your name and called you black mm. and called themselves white, but then African. It's the same as, and I'm going to be controversial here. You know, when, so take, take an African-American. You, you always, so you always start with the land of their descent. Mm-hmm. And then you talk about the political status in terms of citizenship. Yeah. So you call them an African-American, mm-hmm. an indian South African, Mm. a Chinese South African. Mm. But there's people that absolutely throw their toys out the cot if you call them European South African. Because every time I've said this, I've been totally bombarded by I'm also African. Yes. Yes, it's that I'm also African because my great-grandfather, my great-great-grandfather. That's a political status. it's like, yes, okay, then you're South South African. Now, that is the other problem, by the way. Is that South Africa is a geography, is a geographic location. location. It's not a name. So if we were in Malawi, for example, you would be be European Malawian. Mm. You would be Indian Zimbabwean. Mm. But because South Africa has Africa in its name, people say I'm African. No, you are South African. Yeah. Because that's the name of this piece. Yeah. But you are not of African descent. Yeah. That is the craziest thing to try and convince me that you are African. Kanjan. I mean, you even get like Afro-Latinas. Absolutely. Hello. Absolutely. And it's crazy that the the diaspora has locked into this, has clicked on this, in- and we haven't. Not only have we not done it first... But even after they have figured it out, and they moved, we're still refusing. They moved from Black American mm. to African American yeah. to reclaim ownership of the original real estate that their ancestors were allocated. Mm. They moved. They used to be called Tinasakula Babies Wangama Black Americans. Mm. And then all along the way, they, were, they, they have now assumed African American, mm. like you're saying. And, you know, this thing often will be seen as, oh, you are just being racist, you know. From the bottom of my heart, I say, absolutely not. It really isn't. And a lot of the time it comes from the people because we need to understand what happened where I said, we stopped being African and people became Africana. Mm. But we know the history of that. And Mm. sometimes, you know, Kumbuza, we we perish because of a lack of knowledge. Mm. Africaners were... Dutch and yes, German. I think it was a mix. Yes, of, but of, a European. Of, it's a European. European that came mm. and then rode back home. So when they first initially came to the continent of Africa as so-called explorers and then settled, and 
when they first came, they were sending exits back to the Netherlands, to wherever, they, to Holland, to wherever they came from. But when they settled in Africa and found green pastures and loved it, they wrote back home and said, we are now resigning mm. as, as your citizens. Yeah. So I understand that they are now, they don't have Imumva. They don't have anywhere to go back to. Mm. But then don't displace a people mm. and call yourself by, by what they were originally called. Mm. And then when I say I'm African and you are of European descent or American descent or Indian descent, there's something wrong with me claiming what descent I'm of. Yeah. Picture this. If someone comes into your home and says, you, you know, you have your home, you have your house, you've been running your house, whatever, it's a smooth sailing ship. If someone comes into your house and says, a random comes into your house and says, make me food, you're going to be like, what? Like, what are you doing here? Right? Because this is not your home. This is my home. I have authority here. In order for that person to make you to switch the roles, right? They have to convince you that, no, actually, you are on my land. This is my house. You have to change that so that you can shift the power dynamic. So it's the same thing on now continental level where they have come in and they wanted to call the shots. And at the time, at first, we were strong. We had armies. We had, you know, warriors. And so we were like, no, we're not, we're not doing this until they said, no, this is your identity. Who you think you are is wrong. Actually, you're this. And actually we are that. Therefore you should be asking from us. And that's how the power dynamic then switches. Okay. But let's, 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 let's go back a bit. Let let me, let me pose a, a devil's advocate comments yeah in society okay we're fixing black yes because of the negative connotations so please be an angel's advocate (laughs) (laughs) do not advocate for the devil okay okay sorry 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 let me give the contrary opinion okay okay (laughs) (laughs) but some people might say no in order to take power back you have to have we have to take authority over the word and not allow the word to be what associates us with negativity. We can make that word a positive word, you know, black girl magic, you know, black pride, whatever. We can like we have the authority and the, the power to change a, perception, a perception and, and change the, the connotation that comes with it. What is your response I love to that? that. I love that. You segueing now into the spiritual and I love it. Mm-hmm. So Kumbuza, my experience is that, so I experienced from class one being in, being the only brown person amongst pink people. Yeah? And since then I did that. Mm. I lived that. And, and I understand why people, you know, we've got black consciousness. Mm. So we united around the whole notion of black it was the ideology of unity of us as a people. So more than it shouldn't, so we don't go against what that was doing and did, but it's, it's, it's the term in the middle of it, that little nucleus thing that we are con- congregating around, which we are now saying, no, 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 actually we need to, to skin the thing and, and 
and uh, skin it and open it and pull out the dissect, dissect so, and pull out and pull out from the from the middle. So my experience is coming to what you're explaining. Uguti, uh, why can't you just turn this particular term black and actually make it positive? So I fought for all my life since grade one. Oh, eh? my life. Oh, my life. I had to fight. I had did. I really <laughs> did, though, Kumbu, because I'm of a, a deep tone. Mm. So I remember the, 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 the bullying. You know, kids are very cruel. Mm-hmm. So they would draw me at class one. They would, you know, you, you end up drawing each other and they would color themselves pink and peach and then color me in black like this. And it would make me so sad. Mm. as a child mm. and i remember going home and and crying to my mother and i remember my mother just driving into me this thing that says black is beautiful mm. that was my thing oh good black is beautiful but it was a way and every time in the classroom it would be like ah black this you know in the in the negative connotation you know black magic black sheep whatever and i would literally as a child put up my hand and be like but why is it made black mm. literally mm. so all along i've done that mm. up until i got to a stage where the holy spirit said why are you defending something that you are not mm. you are not black your hair is black and there's a difference between your hair and your, have you seen your skin? It mm. doesn't look like your hair. Mm-hmm. So why are you so caught up in trying to defend this term black? Because we know, as we have explained up front, what the connotation is. And then they would draw things and evil spirits, demoni, and everything and color them in black. I'd be like, hey, and then they'll draw angels. I remember making little things, you know, around Easter, you make angels and, and Christmas, you know, these nice white sheep. Mm. And then there's a black sheep amongst the white sheep, like literally. And it used to hurt me as a child. Mm. I only was liberated from it now mm. that I now understand that it is actually a spiritual thing mm. that needs to be pulled down to actually set free a people in the natural outcomes, but it needs to be dismantled at a spiritual level. Yeah. Because then I got to understand that, you know, I'm not even in Christianity here. I'm literally just in any spirituality. There's something called imikat, mm. which are the negative forces that rule the earth. Mm. I don't care what religion you come from. You believe they are spirits. They mm. are so-called spirits. And, and we call them the spirits of darkness mm. that operate in the dark world. Mm. We speak about the dark world. And then we, we everybody, no matter what your heaven is defined as it's the pure place. It's the beautiful place. It's light. It's the peace place. And that is real. Mm. So I believe that every time we reinforce ourselves as myself, as black, it's like calling myself that, that negative name of maybe stupid. I'm literally, because as you were saying, Kumbuza, we are created in the image of God. I create that. So how does it happen? Your name. So the thing that you are called by, you follow. Mm. Your name. We Mm. as Africans know this. Mm. And so why are we calling ourselves by things, by by a a term that is directly a term meaning everything negative? And then we wonder why the other, the others that are at the opposite side Mm. 
are always dominating us even where though... they shouldn't. We need to be honest with ourselves. Why are we being ruled mm. in our own houses? Mm. Like you were explaining. Why are we bottom of the pile? Mm. And and you know what? What we are talking about today, Kumbuza, it might we hey, let's say we were wrong, mm. but it's worth exploring. Mm. What are we gonna lose? Given that we are in a conundrum as mm. a people group, mm. and we have just identified this as one of the things in our identity that is wrong and needs to be pulled out. Mm. You know, like you pull out weeds. And peop- and part of even correcting how people perceive us, we have to advocate and say, so I mean, now sometimes we'll be like, you know how sometimes people will be like, I'd like you to call me this way. Yeah, so, it's like right. gender. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's like, I like to be called an African. You can call me African South African. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and that's down dead. Okay, <laughs> period. Period. If South Africa was called Azania, you would be European Azanian. Mm. And maybe you wouldn't have the notion of, you're also African. Mm. When we know where your ancestors come from. And that's all it's about. Yeah. So why are you now rejecting your ancestors? It's not like this conversation, the next step from this conversation is to say, therefore, go back. No. That's not what we're saying. We're just saying, let's call each other by who and where we come from. Exactly. No, it's not at all. You're a citizen. Yeah. We don't expect Americans to send all African-Americans back to Africa. Yeah. No. They are citizens. And and citizenry is a political construct. Citizenship. Yeah. Mm. Is a political construct. You know, I can go and become an American citizen. Yeah. But I'll be an African-American. Yeah. You can go into Europe for that matter. It's a passport. Yeah, it's a passport. It's 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 about your rights from a political point of view. Yeah. But the 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 black thing, guys, and I think fundamentally it goes back to the spiritual connotation of Imkatyo Wimnyam, forces of darkness that rule this world and forces of light. I mean, you show in African spirituality, city, that's what white is about. Mm. And then as clans, as as clans, get out. So why are we calling ourselves Mnyama? Yeah. No sense at all. I think you hit the nail on the head there. And obviously this is a conversation that we can keep having and we should keep having because the point is to start dialogues and to hear other opposing opinions, to interrogate our own opinions, to interrogate other people's opinions. So we hope that this episode is not going to be taken as like a pointing fingers or shaming anyone or even, you know, praising anyone over another. But it's just a matter of let's look at the facts. Where does this term come from? Why was it created? And does it serve a purpose in the African identity in terms of moving it, moving us forward? So mm. we must always keep that understanding, Uguti. Through the podcast, Starting Conversations, our aim is to really address our minds mm. out of the spirit mm. so that then we influence our Hearts. natural. And well, yes, our and therefore our bodies and therefore our lived reality mm. in our bodies. Mm. Yeah. And I believe that this then sits behind a deliverance of a people spiritually, mentally, so that we can begin to see positive results in our lived reality. Amen, sister. Amen, sister. <laughs> you got me going. <laughs> 
yeah, no, this was a very emotional conversation. I'm sure we're going to have to reduce the volumes on mom's mic at some point because she, she was going in. But yeah, this is just obviously something that is close to our hearts because it's our identity. It's part of our identity. And I think anyone that tries to question the, the passion behind this mm-hmm. is not understanding that this is, this is my name. This and it's is, our journey. Yeah. So we're not saying it's absolute, but it's our journey. Absolutely. And it's what God has been showing us mm-hmm. along the way. All right, guys, catch us on our next episode. Thank you for joining us. We're going to keep coming with these conversations that are surrounding purpose, power, and principles to change your mindsets or at least to trigger some more conversations around the current mindsets that we have. Make sure that you follow us on our socials on Instagram. It's mommy Nami. Nami is spelled N-A-M-I-I. And you can also catch this podcast both on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. But for now, we're going to head out. Stay blessed. Stay blessed.